Hi, this is Steve Nerlick, and this is Steve's PhD, episode 22, Surely By Now. I know, you would think surely by now, but this is 2020. At the start of the year, my home country caught on fire, and then you may have heard there was this virus going around. But okay, enough excuses. Hi, Steve, doing a PhD, doing it part-time, since 2012, would you believe? And I'm doing a thesis by publication, for which my faculty decided I needed to do six publications. Yeah, six. I know, right? As of last episode, five were already published, and Article 6 had been submitted to a high-impact journal and had already passed their peer review process. Then my supervisor said, Well, it's great that you have six articles, but a thesis needs 80,000 words. So there were a few months of write, 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 and pad, 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 before I submitted my complete thesis in April 2020. Then in May 2020, Article 6 was formally accepted for publication, so my supervisor suggested we tell the external examiners that, by the way, the article I'd said was submitted in my thesis was now accepted. I mean, it can't hurt. And then it was back to waiting and waiting, and then come June 2020, the editor of the journal that had accepted Article 6 wrote to explain that he'd actually been on holidays when the article was accepted and promptly rejected it. What the f***? So not only was I back to not being published, but I had inadvertently defrauded the external examiners, my university, and the world in general. But if I do have a superpower, it's polite complaining. So, dear sir, in other journals I've published in, it's not been unusual that the editor has requested a number of changes after it's been accepted. Hence, I take your reject notice to indicate I am unlikely to be successful whatever changes I make. Nonetheless, I am happy to tackle any changes you ask for in the faint hope of still changing your mind. Kind regards, etc. In other words, while I can readily jump through whatever hoops you determine need jumping through, you've already sent me a f***ing reject notice. So why don't we just call it quits, and I'll take the article elsewhere. He quickly wrote back to say, well, of course we were going to accept the article. We just needed one particular issue addressed. If you can submit that change in the near future, all will be well. Yours sincerely, etc. Part of the irritation here was that the editor was suggesting I needed to distinguish correlation from causation in discussing my data which was something I'd already pointed out in the article. So I just sent another update with some further embellishment of what I'd already said, and three days later, the article was accepted again. The whole episode took about ten days from start to finish, and okay, maybe I'm being an but how many editors think they have to send a reject notice to motivate a writer to make a minor change? Next time, why not just ask? Anyhow, with that minor drama behind me, it was back to waiting on the external examiners. And wait, I did. Around July 2020, they played the COVID card. Dear student, 
Due to the unprecedented circumstances of 2020, we are unable to turn around our comments quite as fast as we would like. Best wishes, etc. But come September 2020, the examiners did come back with their comments. But of course, there were two examiners. And so, of course, good cop, bad cop. Starting with good cop. Dear author, this is really impressive. Nothing needs to be revised here. I'll just offer a few general observations, if they're helpful. Kind regards, etc. And bad cop? Well, I'll spare you the details. I took about six weeks to cover all the points raised. My supervisor tells me I did more than I really had to, but I figured you don't want to give them an opening for yet another round of comments. And that was it, really. Unless external examiners are adamant your thesis should go straight to the shredder, it's largely down to your university to decide how much effort is required to address any concerns raised, and that decision is generally made by your faculty dean or an equivalent. At this late stage, your supervisors have no further say, since their views might be seen as being biased in your favour. And, pretty quickly, my faculty dean equivalent came back indicating all was well. And so, surely, but no, my university still wanted to drag it out. For them, it was just another second semester completion, and all second semester completing degrees are to be conferred on the 21st of December. So, the final sign-off is weeks ago now, and the final version of the thesis has been submitted to the university library, and the library has already published it. My wife got first look at the finished product, and I made her promise not to tell me if she found a typo on page one. True to her word, she didn't, and just let me know she'd found one on page eight. So now, as I just tick off the days to the real end... It's time to reflect on what I've learnt from this whole experience. If you are going to do something big, take it one step at a time. Focusing on the holistic enormity of it all is rarely helpful. More than likely, you'll just end up talking yourself out of continuing. At the same time, you should try and do something every day or two, or you lose some kind of momentum, which is hard to pick up again. And apart from all that you've actually got to want to do it. I'm confident that if I embarked on a trek to the South Pole, I'd turn back within a week because it was cold and I couldn't get takeaways and I couldn't download podcasts. When I started the PhD back in 2012, the university used to host wine and cheese evenings for us part-time mature-age postgraduate students. We all sat around and gas-bagged for about 45 minutes And I thought at the time, if this is the only return I get for hours and hours of journal reading, note-taking and Google Scholar searches, I'm actually okay with that. Other things I learnt? If you ever get writer's block, go sit in a crowded cafe or a restaurant on your own. To avoid looking like a sad your brain will switch on and you'll start writing. Of course, the quality of a document is best measured by how much you throw away. If you don't trash at least half of what you started with, you're not really trying. It's vastly easier to revise something you already have on paper than to attempt to populate a blank page with first draft genius. 
Another thing I've learnt, it's surprising how much influence you have, even if it's not much influence. I publish six articles, which is diddly squat in the grand scheme of things, but as I kept on reading in my very narrow field, I occasionally got a hint that maybe something I'd said a few years back had influenced something I was reading now. Maybe I was just a voice among many other voices, but perhaps I genuinely did add to the weight of opinion on a particular issue. And is a PhD really hard? And is it only intellectually accessible to a precious few? Well, meh. I think most people would need a degree of academic experience, but I'm not sure raw intelligence is a key factor. For me, it was hard, but mostly in terms of maintaining stubborn endurance, and I wouldn't call anything I've done exceptional, since lots of other people do PhDs too. By and large, I've done something that most people couldn't be bothered doing, or can't afford to do, or just can't devote the time to doing. And for me, it was more about the doing than the getting it done. I really like the wine and cheese, and I quite like sitting on my own in a cafe, scribbling down monologues on a blank piece of paper, in the full knowledge that I'll cut out 50% of whatever's there in subsequent revisions. Anyhow, it is all now getting close. With all the COVID stuff going on, there's no graduation ceremony, no floppy hats to wear, I pretty much just got an email saying the degree will be conferred at 11am on Monday the 21st of December 2020. Congratulations, etc. All the sound editing and post-production of this will take me well past that point. So, I guess, that's all folks. Thanks for listening. Hello Steve. Oh hi Bridget. You can't just end it there. Well, how do you suggest I do end it? Couldn't you just do a postscript? Oh, well, yeah, that's an idea. PhD, huh? And now, a postscript. Well, everyone, it's now 2021, and I'm Dr. Steve Nerlich. Although there was no graduation ceremony, my wife sprang a little homegrown surprise graduation, along with the gown and the floppy hat, which is apparently called a Tudor bonnet, and we had a surprise Zoom session with the family as well, So it was all pretty nice. And once again, I'm now Dr. Steve Nerlich. Thanks for listening.